I'm so glad you're joining us for this episode of Street Soldiers. I'm your host, Lisa Evers. You can find me and follow me on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Lisa Evers. In this episode, we're focusing on what's going on in Puerto Rico and the hip-hop humanitarians who have been providing the bulk of a lot of the aid that is going down there from the private sector. We're talking about what's being done, what is actually going on, and what's happening on the ground, and how the hip-hop community has come together with elected officials, with our military, military, with our governor, with many, many people uniting to send I don't know how many tons of relief supplies to the island of Puerto Rico. So let's talk about that with our panel. Joining me right now, Ruben Diaz Jr. He's the Bronx Borough President. He's been leading the Puerto Rico effort. Ruben, thank you for being with thank us. Thank you, Lisa. Good we, to be back. We really appreciate it. Also with us is Melissa Quesada. She's the Director of Latino Affairs for Governor Cuomo. Melissa, thank you for being with us. Great to be here. Thanks. We, we appreciate it. Also with us is Joel Ortiz. He's a hip-hop artist, and he's also been leading the relief efforts on the part of uh, he's one of many artists, but he's been leading his own efforts on the part of the hip-hop community for Puerto Rico. Joel, great to have you on. Thanks for having me. Ruben, I want to start with you in terms of, give us the big picture here of what's happening. Well, the big picture is that it's been two weeks now, over two weeks, and the people in Puerto Rico are still in pain. There are many who are sick, who are injured, who are suffering. And yes, there are people who are dying. And what we need now is uh, to come together where everyone is playing their role, uh, and here, certainly in the state of New York, from the governor, Governor Andrew Cuomo has been tremendous uh, with the National Guard, uh, but also on the ground, the response to this, you know, this enormous crisis has been enormous itself. Uh, the diversity is something that's really warmed my heart, Lisa. And part of that diversity that I think and that should not be overlooked is how the hip-hop community has also been a part of it. So we've had everything from Christians and Jews and Muslims and Hindus and young and old and poor and, 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 and rich. But to have the hip-hop community respond in the way that they did, I'm so proud of, uh, of these efforts. More needs to be done, uh, but certainly um, it, it shows that during times of crisis, we see the very best of humanity, and um, we've seen that at every level and in, in, in throughout the, all of the spectrum of the community here in the city and in New York State and beyond. Joel, we've seen a lot of hip-hop embrace a variety of causes, mm -hmm. some social causes, some social justice causes, but I've never seen anything like this in terms of straight-up bodies and people actually doing things. No, it was it was amazing. I had an event at uh, Norwin's Bar in Bushwick, Brooklyn, and... Um, it was just a neighborhood, you know, person, you know, ear to mouth, you know, mouth to ear, come on down, you know, whatever you have, we'll take, just help out. And um, we ended up with seven 15-footers full of water, food, diapers, batteries, and it's just a local bar. Like, everybody showed up. Like, there was such a sense of, like, whatever you need in the air. It was amazing. And, um, you know, friends of mine that I haven't seen in a while came out, Speedy from La Mega and uh, Assemblywoman Maritza de Villa and community activist Sonia Velasquez and just so many people were just there. Like, what else do you need? Like, everybody was in sweatpants and sneakers ready to work. It wasn't a, a photo op thing. It was yeah, show, it wasn't show, that. Right. It was just like, what else? Sweat. Uh, you here? Here you go. You need help with this? And it was just like, it's amazing to see how many people showed up. Why do you think people responded in the hip hop community the way they did? Because you're used to promoting stuff, and a lot of times you have to go like, here, come on out. This is really important. And this was the exact opposite. Every single drop off site in the yeah. city was overwhelmed. Well, hip hop is the voice of the struggle, and Puerto Rico's struggling. 
You know what I'm saying? So, you know, it was natural. It's an it was a natural thing for anybody that comes from you know poverty to help anybody that's going through something. You know what I mean? So it wasn't like a push. I didn't have to like when I mentioned it to people, they were just like, "All right, cool. What time and where?" And it was this, you know, it was open arms. Like, what can we do? Hip hop, you know. We all come from the street, the blocks. Puerto Rico is, you know, I've been to La Bella. That's like, that's it. You know, that's right. what we represent. You know what I mean? So it wasn't a, it wasn't a hard push. It wasn't. At, at all. Melissa, give us an idea of what the governor's office has been doing in terms of Puerto, the Puerto Rico relief effort, because you guys have been involved in so many of these things from day one. Yeah, so I think the governor really understood from the beginning that, 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 the relationship between Puerto Rico and New York is one that's been longstanding, right? This is not just um, our distant neighbor. Puerto Rico is family to New York. They're outside of the island of Puerto Rico. New York has the largest population of Puerto Ricans. The governor has the most constituencies of, of Puerto Ricans that are here um, outside of the uh, of Puerto Rico. And so this is family, right? These are people who are brothers, sisters, mothers, aunts, uncles, cousins to uh, to people that are in New York. So. The hurricane hit September 20th on the 22nd. That Friday, the governor was on the first plane out to Puerto Rico, bringing aid and doing a damage assessment with Governor Rosselló in Puerto Rico. And since then, through our partnerships with JetBlue, Delta, uh, UPS, we've been able to do on a rolling basis to get supplies out. I have to say that the outpouring, as both uh, Borough President Diaz said and Joel said, that the outpouring has been tremendous. All of our, our 13 locations across the state, drop-off sites across the state, have been filled to capacity. Um, to date, New York has been able to send 107 National Guard, 60 um, National Guard uh, soldiers, four Black Hawk helicopters, 50 state troopers, 70 Port Authority personnel that are helping to work at the airports and the, the ports in Puerto Rico. Um, 20 NIPA, New York Power Authority personnel that were there to help get the power infrastructure back up, back up, and two drones, um, two drone pilots that are able to fly drones throughout the island. And that's just in personnel. That doesn't include the nearly 150,000 bottles of water that we've gotten down, 17,000 packs of wipes. Um, I mean, the, the numbers are, the numbers are staggering. Yeah. Just, go Let ahead. me just say this. The leadership that Governor Cuomo has shown has been nothing less than extraordinary here. He has allowed for us on the ground level to have that infrastructure to be able to reach out to our community. So last Saturday, while uh, Joel Ortiz and Brooklyn stepped up big in the Bronx, for instance, we were in the, in Southern, on Southern Boulevard. Thanks to Fat Joe, what we wanted to do is start off with three or uh, four containers that we would ship over there and two trucks to Mexico. We wanted to help our Mexi Mexican brothers and sisters. What happened on Saturday was amazing, where we had over 11 18-wheelers. We had four containers. We had five trucks from a moving company. And just when we didn't have enough trucks, uh, we reached out to the governor. We reached out to Melissa. She was out there all day with us, uh, with other personnel. And we had over 40 um, National Guard trucks. We didn't stop packaging and, and transporting things off the street until 12 noon the next day. And then just on this last point, a lot of that had to do with, with, in, with the Instagram and social media. I hope that people realize that when you use it for good, the information that we got out there. Now, uh, we're, what we, all we were trying to do was, was to fill up a plane of, for, with 200,000 pounds of food and material. We collectively 
And yes, the hip-hop community was very much a part of that. We have over three million pounds right now. And so now there's this whole effort, not to, not to collect items, but to try to collect funding so that we can have enough C-130s to send them over there. Amazing. That's unbelievable. And the, there was the, the Bronx in the Hot 97, a big, big oh, uh, T. show T. 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 Torres. Uh, old Man Ebro. Whoever calls him Old Man from now on, <laughs> they did not They're see the energy. For action. Like, no, I mean, for tw 10 hours, he was out there. Uh, Laura Styles, T. T. Torres, the entire Hot 97, Funkmaster Flex. The Hot 97 was out there in full force. And you know what? When you look at media, it's one thing to help, uh, allow for us to get the information out, and we appreciate that. To cover the event, and we appreciate that. But when you get the personnel, when you get the higher echelon of, of, of the, um, the, the producers to come out and roll up their sleeves and get their hands dirty and and That and, sends and a real in. message oh, yeah, to that's everybody. A, that's a whole different All right, game. this is Street Soldiers. I'm your host, Lisa Evers. We're talking about helping Puerto Rico and the hip-hop response. Hip-hop humanitarians will be back right after this. Hey, this is Rhapsody, and you're listening to Street Soldiers with Lisa Evers, where we talk about power but also push for peace. Welcome back to Street Soldiers. I'm your host, Lisa Evers. You can find me and follow me on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Lisa Evers. In this episode, we're focusing on hip-hop humanitarians, the relief for Puerto Rico. Joining us for this episode, Ruben Diaz Jr. He's the Bronx Borough President. He's also been leading the Puerto Rico relief effort, and he's also always been a long supporter of hip-hop. So great to have you on. Thank you. Also with us is Melissa Quesada. She's the Director of Latino Affairs for the Governor's Office. She's been directly involved in the relief efforts. Melissa, great to have you. Thank you. Also with us is Joel Ortiz. He's a hip-hop artist. He's also been helping to raise money and supplies for the people of Puerto Rico. Joel, great to have you. Thank you. Melissa, tell me about the, the political situation with Puerto Rico, because a lot of people, I was on some of the social media going, our fellow Americans, it's not a separate country. There are certain misconceptions that people have about the island. Have, the, have those hindered relief efforts in any way or the, the dialogue, do you think? I don't think that, I, 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 in the sense of the response from New York, it absolutely hasn't hindered the relief effort in any way. I think maybe in the general dialogue and the larger context, we have to understand that Puerto Rico is an island of 3.4 million American citizens. Um, they are not a state, they're a territory, but they are all the same U.S. citizens. And that means that they're entitled to the same rights and reliefs that a, a, a state would be. So the same way that Florida or Texas were able to get assistance, Puerto Rico is also entitled to that same assistance. So we saw some of that play out. Uh, to be frank, uh, when you look at the hesitation in response, uh, uh, while there were FEMA and U.S. military on the ground early on, it just wasn't enough, Lisa. Uh, if you look at Katrina, Katrina had 20,000 troops and over 200 um, helicopters almost immediately. They had a five-star general. We didn't get a three-star general until over a week afterwards. Uh, unfortunately, you still have many members of Congress. When we were calling for the um, suspension of the Jones Act, uh, which is the, the law of 1920 uh, that doesn't allow for foreign ships to come directly into U.S. soil, which would have, which would help, um, and now it's been suspended. But it there was such a delay because members of Congress still had to be uh, given a tutorial uh, on Puerto Rico. Where was that? There were some members of Congress still asking Puerto Rican uh, members of Congress, what was the currency there? And, 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 what um, was the Wow. Yeah, so, so, and even now, there was a recent poll that was done. I think over 50, about, I think 52% of the people who were polled did not know that uh, Puerto Ricans are actual American citizens. We have fought per capita than any other state. 
uh, dating back to world, since World War I, over 200,000 Puerto Ricans have died um, serving and protecting and defending this country. And so what we need now is for the United States to respond in a way where we're not, we're not asking for a handout. This is what we deserve. This is what other um, uh, uh, states get. This is what other f foreign nations have gotten. Uh, they've gotten the full attention of the United States government. And so hopefully, uh, as we move forward, that would be the case. Hopefully, it's not too late. Melissa, in terms of the, um, in terms of the governor's response, how I know it's very extensive and it's been involved since the very, very beginning. How do you, how do you go about assessing what needs to be done you know, in, in a situation like this where it's a real crisis, it's real time, and people are suffering right from the get-go? How do you even begin to assess that? Right. Well, I think we have been in communication from the beginning with the governor's office, with Governor Rosselló in Puerto Rico, and have been working with them um, from the time that the governor went down and was there in the helicopter doing damage assessment to today. We're in constant communication with them to find out what the needs are, what the assessment is, um, and, and how we can help. We have sent down medical supplies. We have, uh, we have medical personnel at the ready should we need to send them down. Um, and it's a constant communication with the governor of Puerto Rico to, to find out you know, where they are at the moment and, and assist in any way that we can. And Joel, you, you've been in Puerto Rico many times. Yeah. In terms of the, the, life, the lifestyle too and who's there and the poverty, when something like this happens, you don't have a whole heck of a lot of options. No, it's crazy. I mean, seeing some of the videos, people still waist deep. You know, old people are unable to get their medicine, and I mean, and El Yunque, the rainforest is now brown. That's like, horrible. you know what I mean? Like, it's just, it's just really, really sad. And the fact that there was such a delay is. <laughs> so when you, so just a, a couple of items here. Number one is what you don't do in a situation like this is you don't trivialize when a the mayor, suffering of people. The, when, when a mayor is crying, saying we need right. help, the mayor of San Juan, right. I mean, Yulin Cruz is crying. As president of the United States, you don't trivialize her cries for call uh, for her people. Right. Number two, you don't uh, make jokes about what will it cost to the United States government. When I'm sure that when what Joel did in Brooklyn and throughout the city of New York, certainly in the Bronx, we saw abuelitos and abuelitas right. who gave you know all they had. That did uh, put a dent in their budget, and not one. Once did you hear them complaining about it? Right. right. And then to, to your, your last question, you know, aside from Irma, people don't realize that Irma also affected Puerto Rico. It affected um, uh, other um, uh, islands even more. But there was a billion dollar damage. And, and then with Maria. But prior to that, Puerto Rico has been going through an economic storm. And so as we move forward, we also have to start pivoting from making sure that our families get the supplies that they need, but they're now calling on the federal government to do certain things, to make sure that they continue to, um, with the waiving of the Jones Act, to make sure that uh, Puerto Ricans, uh, the, the island of Puerto Rico is being reimbursed uh, equitably on Medicaid. But, Ruben, but if they don't have their own representation, do they have representation in Congress? They have a, they have a, but they're a not, voice they can't vote, and right? no vote. Um, and, right. and, and so that's a whole political debate, which... Um, I'm a statehooder. I believe that Puerto Rico should, should be, be the, the 51st state. Um, the, 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 the reality is, is that what we don't want, because it's such a divisive issue, for us to get into that political conversation um, as it pertains to the future status of Puerto Rico, we need all Puerto Ricans to stay focused. We need our on friends the crisis, and allies surviving the to crisis. stay on the crisis. And, and also uh, to, to make sure that Congress does what it needs to do moving forward. Melissa, in terms of the logistics, because this was another thing for people that aren't familiar with how actual relief efforts are done on the ground, it's if you don't have roads, if you don't have power, if you don't have gasoline, 
no matter what you have at a dock, because people were commenting on social media, Joel, I'm yeah. sure you got it too. You know, the oh, why should I give? There's stuff on the on the you know on the on the docks or stuff at the airport. Things aren't getting out there. Yeah. But how how difficult are those logistic challenges? It's it's absolutely difficult, right? This again, Puerto Rico is an island, and so we can't drive in trucks into Puerto Rico like uh, like we would be able to do from a neighboring state. We have to fly everything over um, and to get those supplies there. And then the logistics of once you're on the island and getting through in areas where there are there are municipalities that have been completely cut off. There was one bridge that goes in, one bridge that goes out, and that no longer exists. Um, and so, you know, when you're talking about logistics, it's not as, as simple as um, perhaps how it could have been in other areas that are within the continental United States. We have to contend with the damage that's been done to the infrastructure there as well as the challenges of getting supplies out. And hence why things like sending over four Black Hawk helicopters or drones that can right. help to survey the damage. Yeah, let's be let's put let's say what it is. The say only, we'll call the what only, it is. The we only thing the only thing that, that can that can um, uh, address this is the largest organization in the entire planet, which is the US military. And so while we are doing everything that we're doing, believe it or not, it's still just scratching the surface. Right. We need the military to be in their full force. We need them to have ships surrounding the island. We need them for them to be able to have helicopters to land things. And uh, Utuado is one of the pueblos that had only one bridge coming in and going out. That bridge no longer exists. So how are the people in Utuado going to get uh, material without it being landed by a helicopter? By airdrop. Air or air airdrop. So, so when we, when, while we're doing what we're doing, and we're going to continue continue to do that. What we need is for the President of the United States to send as many military um, uh, personnel as we can. They have the equipment to open up the roads. They have the equipment to, uh, to airdrop things. And, and so, and, and Joel, that's and, that, and that's what the streets were saying. The streets were saying, like, listen, we can go into Afghanistan, right. we can go into Iraq, we can go right. into a complete desert, and then they have a city up and running. Right. They have a whole base up and running. They have an air, you know, they have all of that, like, in a very short time. Everything we like in, to use you know a basketball term, everything we did is an alley oop. Right. It's up to the military to dunk. We gave you everything. We passed you everything. Everything is there. Right. How do we get it to the people? Right. That's where we're at with things. And, yeah. And and, and, then, and, and we we want to say thank you to all because there's a lot of soldiers that yeah. are there. There's also a lot of uniformed service members that are uh, paramedics, firefighters, right. cops that that just took vacation days and went down there on their own to try and, we and speak right. for them help. when so, we when we say so, so we we appreciate we appreciate course. your efforts as well. Yeah, we do. And and we say to we, to them, um, we are the voice over here to say that you need more help, right? Right. That, no, they, say they'll that. say that. They can't they'll say that. that. There was a group like, of, of Latino firefighters that went down, and they said they were staying, sitting around for days because they couldn't get a truck to deliver all the stuff. They were ready to go and help dig people out. And, right. You another, know. On another note, on the containers that are sitting in the ports over there, I'm wondering if those containers are relief efforts like we, what we sent, or are they merchandise that people that the um, companies want on the shelves? And this is not a mm. time to make a dime out of poverty and suffering and pain. If you look, um, the CNN did a, a report. There were over 2,000 people on the line, and they were waiting for ice. There were uh, U.S. Uh, veterans that were waiting. Uh, one gentleman was waiting so that he can have ice to put his wife's insulin Ugh. in. Yeah. And they were charging them $1.50 a bag. If you don't have electricity, if you don't have the ATM machines that are working, how do you expect? I didn't even for think people? about that. So, exactly. so I hope that get to your I hope that those containers aren't just sitting there because the companies don't want to release them uh, because they're waiting for someone to be able to put them on the shelf so people could pay for them. 
I think that part of relief efforts and reimbursement should be that the federal government should allow for those companies to itemize those merchandises, and then they could just give them out they for free. They can get reimbursed from the, re from right. the relief right. somehow. That's right. And, and maybe it's, you know, keep some dollars in the sneaker box in the closet. Yeah, you ain't lying. <laughs> but the ATM <laughs> thing, no, I didn't even think about that, but you're right. There's no electricity, there's no ATM, and you can't get your cash, but right. a good point. We're talking about relief for Puerto Rico. I'm your host, Lisa Evers. We'll be back right after this. Yeah, you already know what it is, man. This is B.I.G. Sean, and this is The Street Soldiers with Lisa Evers. Real issues, real politics, real people only on Hot 97. Welcome back to Street Soldiers. I'm your host, Lisa Evers. In this episode, we're focusing on hip-hop humanitarians and the effort to help the people of Puerto Rico. Joining me for this show, Ruben Diaz Jr. He's the Bronx Borough President. He's also been leading Puerto Rico relief efforts. Ruben, great to have you. Good to be here. Also with us is Melissa Quesada. She's the Director of Latino Affairs for Governor Cuomo's office. Melissa, thank you so much for being with us. My pleasure. And also with us is Joel Ortiz. He's a hip-hop artist. He's also been involved in relief efforts for Puerto Rico. Joel, thanks for being thank with you. us. I want to talk about the culture, Joel. Okay. In terms of the Puerto Rican culture, a lot of what people know of the Puerto Rican culture is just is the Puerto Rican Day Parade. Is the music, is a few maybe Jennifer Lopez, Mark Anthony, and, and that's it. How do you see the Puerto Rican culture's influence on hip-hop? I mean, we've been there since hip-hop's inception. Uh, the breakdance scene with Crazy Legs and everyone. DJ Tony Touch has been... Charlie J. Charlie, come on. I mean, the, I mean, the, list, the <laughs> list goes on. Um, as a Puerto Rican born in New York, like, I'm just as much a New Yorker as I am a Puerto Rican. And I speak for a lot of us that are like, I, I don't, to be honest with you, like, my Puerto Rican, like... My Spanish is chapiao. That's what we call it. Like I'm in and out, so I can't really I can't really speak it well. But I mean, my block, the dominoes are there on the milk crates. You know what I'm saying? We play lottery numbers that have nothing to do with New York Lotto. Like we're we're a part of the neighborhood. Like right. and and it's a, it's a loving community and hip hop. You know what are you gonna say, Ruben? Yeah, we're, we're interwoven. Um, the hip hop community, yeah. the Puerto Rican community, and if you look at the island of Puerto Rico, the the uh, Joe Fat Joe t said this once that is is provided so much joy for the world. So whether it's um, athletes, boxers, uh, entertainers, baseball players, baseball players, yeah. uh, but also vacations, great but also, missing right, vacations. But also, if you look at an, an, an offspring of hip-hop, which is reggaeton, you know, you have Daddy Yankee. You have what, what Pitbull is not Puerto Rican, but what he does, and, and now he's known as Mr. Worldwide. Right. That's a derivative of hip-hop, right? right. Uh, I mean, the, the hip-hop is, it, it, it comes from, from hip-hop. And so I think that that's the reason why, uh, in a very strong, unequivocal way, hip-hop responded um, in such a monumental uh, form. And, and also, he, too, let's talk about what, what Fat Joe did, because we, we know he's got a Joe, huge heart. You know, a, he's, Joe's a savior. He's, yeah. I mean, yeah. he, really, he really, I think, got people thinking with some of his, his Instagram posts and everything that he's doing in terms of the relief efforts. He's been extraordinary. He is a lifesaver. Joe has been an angel. I don't know how to go. I mean, he's earned his wings. Uh, yeah. I, I was um, with my dad, I remember, two nights after the hurricane, and we were trying to organize. We were speaking of organizing what we were going to do on Southern Boulevard, but we, were, we didn't know how we were going to pay for the expenses. And we left off at 1130 that night. Um, with a big doubt and a question mark. At 7 o'clock the next morning, I get a phone call unsolicited. It was Fat Joe saying, Ruben, my people are dying. How can I help? I explained it to him. Saturday on Southern Boulevard, he paid for all the expenses. He bought two 
um, generators for the uh, hospital on Vieques, and he's currently now raising money with Title and Jay Z and and others to continue to buy airplanes, uh, purchase airplanes, so that we could send the the over three million pounds. Three of, million. Three million pounds. Say that again. Three, three million, million pounds. Three, uh, people, let me let me just break this down if I can. <laughs> that's a, go ahead because that sounds a like plane, that's a lot. A, a C-130 can only which is a military air transport and, and, plane. Yes, okay. and so Title, thanks to Jay Z and Fat Joe, they purchased one. We were worried, we were concerned that we couldn't fill up that one plane, which can carry 200,000 pounds. So the efforts on Saturday were in, in, um, in also not only to get things to Mexico and get things on the containers, but also to try to fill up the Javits Center so that we can fill up that plane. Right. The clarion call, most of it by the hip-hop community, through Fat Joe, through um, sharing um, video, through social media, the clarion call was um, so loud and the response was so immense that we wind up in last weekend alone throughout the city of New York, just the city of New York, three million pounds. So now Jay-Z has said that he would pay for multiple planes. And what the efforts now have to go into is raising the money so that we can, each plane round trip is $185,000, $200,000. We need to get about 10 to 15 planes so that we can at least get these 3 million pounds over there. And that's great for Hove to do, too, because when he calls and goes, like, I need some planes, they're going to be like, okay, we'll get that for you. But, Melissa, in in terms of the, the extended picture of this, because we're talking about getting water to near the nearly half of the island that still hasn't had fresh water and getting super basic things like the toiletries, like the feminine stuff, like the diapers for the babies. But this is going to be, they're going to need this not just one week. They're going to need this for a while, right? In terms of the, I mean, what is it, what kind of picture are we looking at here? And I think that we are going to have to just continue looking at this um, on a day by day basis as things continue to develop. Um, we're still talking about, you know, getting out to, to areas, again, that have been cut off and getting these basic supplies out. We have had a tremendous outpouring, as BPDS just mentioned. Um, and so, uh, you know, we, we definitely need to focus on getting those things down and getting them out to the people that are most in need. And then we'll continue to look to see how we can help. And that, that help may also be in other ways. Um, you know, as we move into other phases beyond just getting water, there's also recovery. And so we have, um, you know, we're working with partners like UPS to use their distribution network and UNICEF, who's familiar with doing um, disaster recovery, you know, to, to get those things out. But then we have to look, I think, long term about now people are going to need to rebuild. And so in addition to supplies, we should also start focusing on getting funding towards non for profits um, that are going to help to doing that effort. We also been efficient in our uh, networks. So uh, the efforts on Saturday uh, and that uh, tra- that uh, Joe helped us out with was also with the New York Hispanic Clergy Organization that have members um, in Puerto Rico. So wh- the things that we're sending over there, we're sending um, the containers to a warehouse in Dorado. F- from there, the different members from different pueblos are coming to Dorado with trucks And then they will go out, and with the mayors of their towns, they will then open up those trucks and hand things out accordingly. So while, yes, we need the military, that's the best way to get it done, the the, the most uh, uh, efficient way to get it done. But we just can't wait. We just can't can't wait. wait. So there are are non-for-profits. There's clergy. There are local governments over there that are waiting, and they have their vehicles. We just need to make sure that it gets over there. And the the church networks you talk about is is very powerful because they're they're used to moving things. They're used to getting things 
things done and they can get it directly into the hands of the people. I have reverence standing shoulder to shoulder with the hip hop community like TT and Ebro and Funk Flex. They were out there with, you know, Reverend Diaz and with your father, right? And and, and Carlos Osorio. It was just amazing. Just to see all that, (laughs) to to see that kind of unity. Joelle, in terms of the, do you, we've seen, and let me throw this question out again, because this is something that came up too from, from our, our listeners and viewers on social media is, is, is the, are the problems of Puerto Rico going to fade into the background as time goes on and people are going to forget? I, I don't know. Or do you think maybe this was a tipping point where everything that had been ignored is kind of like, it's going to be like, deal with it now because this is the time? That's a good question. I mean, I know we got us. Right. You know what I mean? Puerto Rico got Puerto Rico. Um, I'm curious to see how the rest of the country helps out, the rest of the world helps out. I hope they will. Um, I'll tell you one thing, though, like, just from my neighborhood, I saw something that I never saw before. Um... And it was just people who don't have given everything they got. You know what I mean? And if that energy translates and, you know, goes everywhere, then I think this is going to be something that sticks around. I mean, even like, I mean, I was in the studio with Lin-Manuel Miranda, who brought hip hop to Broadway. And we were we're working on something very special. And all of those, you know, proceeds will go to the island as well. So, I mean, as long as everybody's doing a little something, I feel like it'll we'll be okay. And it'll, you know, continue. I think, well, I think the wake-up moment, just to add on to that, yeah. uh, while the entertainment world is doing all they can and will continue to do it, those of us in, in, um, uh, in government will be right in the face of D.C. But what's going to be the, the, the slap in the face is the exodus. Uh, that I hope that's, is, that's what I was. I, I just wrote relocation now. <laughs> right, it, so, that people were going to. Right, so they already um, speaking of maybe half half a million um, Puerto Ricans leaving the island of Puerto Rico. Wow. So when you look at um, Boston, wow. Hart, Hartford, Connecticut, half and, a million. That's yeah, insane. Uh, you look at Chicago, um, New York, um, areas of, of Florida, Central Florida. Uh, I think that what's going to keep Puerto Rico in the minds of folks is what do we do with those that are coming in here? Uh, this is going to be a humanitarian crisis. It's a, it is a humanitarian crisis. So what are we going to do with the with the sick, with the frail, with the seniors? What are we going to do with the children in our classrooms? There's no school. There's nothing going on What are we going to do about housing? What are we going to do about housing? So uh, I think that the the um, what, what needs to happen is this light bulb moment needs to be there for D.C., and, and they should put um, all of the resources up front. If not, you're still going to have to pay on the back end. You're still going to. Melissa, in terms of the relocation question, because, the, you know, the, there has been there have been limited flights. It's been very difficult for people to get off the island if they wanted to and could afford to and, and join family members that they had um, elsewhere. But is that something that, that you guys are looking at and considering and talking about and analyzing? Yeah, it's definitely something that's that's being talked about and being analyzed. It's, an, it's a question that's come up a lot. Um, about how will how could the state deal with the influx um, and so definitely looking at it and there's definitely a lot of community partners also that have been looking at how they can assist um, everything from students to people coming in to the elderly um, to pull together and I think that goes back to the whole question about uh, the culture of, of Puerto Ricans and the fact that we are tight-knit right Donde that we come uno comen cien. Exacto. <laughs> translate that for everybody where one eats a hundred That's true. That is so true. You can never go to a Puerto Rican family's home and not be offered a meal, no matter what time of the day or night it is. If my mother cooked for five people and ten arrived, yeah. 
all ten are going to yeah. eat, and right. they're going to be. Content. And don't say no. It's insulting. Don't say exactly. <laughs> but, but no, I me, can't really have rice. I'm on TV. Think, you're eating, girl. You you're eating. It today. Right, That's right. right. You can have my rice. <laughs> Lisa, let's be very careful about this, and I think that okay. again, we're going to have to have this uh, as a long-term conversation. Right. Well, we we know that people are frustrated and they have these anxieties where they haven't heard from family members. So as the infrastructure, I just gets I got better, a text. I just got a text the, on that this as morning. As the infrastructure gets better, you're going to be able to have your family members come over here, or you can go over there. What we don't want is for people to leave permanently. What we don't want is for people, and it's easier said than done. So part of the relief efforts and reimbursement should go on the bailouts on folks with their homes, not on the banks, not on the rich. We, what we don't want is for there to be a land grab. If, if Abuelito, Abuelita, or Titi are going to sell their house, houses over there, uh, pennies on the dollar, uh, then you're going to get the vultures that are going to come in, buy, grab up all the land, yeah. and then it, Puerto Rico can then And then there'll his, be a problem. All right. We're talking about relief for Puerto Rico, hip-hop humanitarians. I'm your host, Lisa Evers. We'll be back right after this. New York City, it's Miguel, and you're tuning to the Street, street Soldiers with Lisa, Lisa Evers. Real people, real issues, and real politics. Only on Hot 97. Yeah, that's it. You found it. Static selection. Victim, get killers, right here. <laughs> Oh, you ain't know. You could leave with half of your face with one AO. We play no games, been at fuego. Bang, then we lay low. Playing to the island, I'm with Dago. Ice grill, chill out. Melt your whole grill out. Mouthpiece, spill out. You laying there, still out. Waking up the ambulance, paperwork to fill out. We hop up in them new things and peel out. Ain't nothing sweet, our bakery is street. Heroes get holes like bagels, we roll deep. It's straight bread over here, fireworks everywhere, you over there, huh? Fam, you live once, damn. I'm in here going Benil, that's one step up from him. I do it cause I can, I got that live music in my pockets, bands. In this episode, we're focusing on hip-hop, humanitarians, and helping Puerto Rico. Joining us for this conversation, Bronx Borough President Ruben Diaz, Jr. He's been leading the efforts to help Puerto Rico. Ruben, great to have you. Always a pleasure to be here. Also with us is Melissa Quesada. She's the Director of Latino Affairs for Governor Cuomo's office. He was the first official 
down there checking things out and getting help in there right after the hurricane struck. Melissa, great to have you. Thank you. And also with us is the one and only Joel Ortiz, hip-hop artist. He's been involved in helping Puerto Rico and local efforts. And Joel, great to have you with that. Thanks. With Thanks. us. Um, Melissa, I was impressed with the governor's website, with the state's website, which is nyc.gov slash Puerto Rico, where people can basically... NY.gov. NY.gov, mm -hmm. I'm sorry. NY.gov. Slash Puerto Rico. Slash Puerto Rico. Mm -hmm. But you break it down where, where people can donate, what people can do, how they can get involved and, and help. What kind of response have you been seeing? We've been seeing a really good response. You know, people have been really wanting to get involved, whether it be dropping off donations, like we mentioned before, that that has been an absolutely overwhelming and tremendous response to wanting to find out how they can volunteer or where they can make a monetary donation. Um, there's just a lot of interest, right? Again, because this is personal for New Yorkers, this is personal for for the Puerto Rican family and for the larger, you know, uh, New York family. And so, if you you know have any any kind of question that you want to find out about how you can volunteer, where you can donate, you can go to uh, ny.gov/puerto rico and you can find all of that information there. And there's a, there's a lot that's right there. Um, from my end, I'm obviously an elected official. What I hope that Puerto Ricans and and non-Puerto Ricans understood and learn from this experience and continue to learn is how important it is who we have in office, how important it is uh, who uh, are making decisions for us. It matters who's the president of the United States. It matters who our political leaders are. It matters when we come out and, and vote and voice our opinions. Literally, we have 3.5 million Americans over there who do not have a vote in Congress, who cannot vote for the commander-in-chief. So it is incumbent upon us, it is our responsibility to be their voices on policy, on budgeting, on, on political matters over here. And so, if nothing else, the hip-hop community, the Latino community, and those who uh, have been apathetic in terms of involvement in, in politics, I hope we learned the lesson. I hope you get more involved. And then in terms of helping going forward, because, Joel, not a lot, in, at, your, uh, at your relief effort, you guys collected a lot of diapers and water mm -hmm. and things mm -hmm. like that. And they're saying we're hearing now not so much with clothes. That's not what, because clothes mm -hmm. are, are heavy and bulky and they need more types of things. Is that what you're hearing? Yeah, I'm hearing that a lot of stuff isn't getting in either, like just flat out. Um, but um, I want to speak to Melissa after the show because um, I heard she's the woman to talk to about storage. <laughs> so, oh, great. <laughs> so, yeah. Listen, we all have a lot of business to take <laughs> so, care yes, of after the show. We have to interweave and help Just each lock other the out. door. We'll handle all our business and we'll get it. So, <laughs> we'll yeah, what are you change. guys hearing? Like, change what's is more, happening like, right here on Street what, Soldiers. What should people be trying to help, and, you know, donation-wise? Like, if it's not closed, what is it that's well, the priority? What, what do you think, yeah, Melissa, what do you think from the feedback you're getting there from your people on the ground? What are you hearing are the biggest needs right now? Right now, it's first priority relief, right? So we're talking about, as most people don't have power, we want to be able to give them some sort of light source, so flashlights or uh, camping lanterns, batteries. If those things are not solar powered, then we want to send batteries so that they're able to operate that. Water, obviously, um, canned goods, those type of things, like the things that are immediately necessary right now. Clothes like anything you could eat that's not yeah. doesn't have to be refrigerated, right. isn't going to melt, right. doesn't need to be not gonna, Yeah, that's right. not going to perish. Uh, baby formula. Um, diapers, baby wipes, and feminine hygiene products. Ru Ruben, what about the, and I know you've been talking with, with some of the hospitals there too, what about the medical crisis? Because there, there were, they weren't able, as we saw like in Texas, because of the logistics to evacuate people from some of the hospitals and, and things like that. What's going on in terms, of, in terms of the medical situation? We heard a call for doctors, volunteer doctors to go down. So hopefully, paramedics. I mean, what we're hearing is that the military currently is concentrating on, on those hospitals. Over two-thirds of them now have power. They're up and running. 
Uh, they're doing all they can to make sure that the remainder, remaining hospitals uh, get the energy, the electricity, or, or generators that they, that they need. Uh, we uh, have been working with the smaller islands like Culebras and Vieques. I was just on the phone with Vieques. Uh, and we've been sending them, uh, thanks to the governor, uh, supplies, uh, working with the Greater uh, New York uh, Hospital Association. Um, and, and we've been sending them from their foundation, Afia is a foundation, where they have pallets and pallets and warehouses uh, that they store. They started this subsequent to the earthquake in Haiti. And so they have these uh, supplies, and we've been shipping them all of the medicine that they need. And um, we're going to have to continue to do more. And we're also going to have to get our hospitals here ready uh, for those who may be coming over here. Look, I have, I have a Tio Ramon um, who, who is in Bayamón, my father's older brother. He was, my father was there the week before the storm, and we haven't heard from Tio Ramon. Um, once we hear from Tio Ramon, hopefully he's okay, but we're probably going to have to bring him over here. Right. Uh, my my, my uh, mother's brother-in-law, Germen, he lives in Juanadia. We're probably going to have to bring him over here. So we're going to have to start getting our health and hospital corporation ready, our pro private hospitals here in New York City and in New York State and beyond, ready for the influx of those who are going to need medical attention. And, and, yeah. to, and to help the people. And in, in terms of, the, in, in terms of the, the cultural impact, Joel, what do you mm -hmm. think is going to, do you think this is going to become something that is a long-lasting, you're, you're working on something with Daddy, with, uh, well, Daddy Yankee, you want to tell us about that? No, well, well actually with Lin-Manuel Miranda. He, oh, with Lin-Manuel, okay. Yeah, he's, um, he's uh, I mean, for those who don't know, he's the uh, writer and uh, founder of Hamilton. The guy that brought hip-hop yeah, to Broadway, Broadway, right? Yeah, and um, yeah, so there's some music coming out of this, too. Um, everybody has something to say, you know, musicians are the voice. So everybody has something to say about this. So um, I really can't talk about too much because it's still in workings. But I mean, I'm, I know personally me, I'll be, I won't stop talking. I won't stop, you know, keeping people aware of what's going on. And, and I won't let this fizzle out because this needs to turn from tragedy to triumph. You get what I'm saying? Like, it can't just be like, okay, you know, we're working on this. And then, all right, looks like things are back up and running. Everything is cool. Like, I agree with Ruben. Like, we need to be a state. Like, we need to be a state. Like, we matter. Like, our, we are just a, um, as much of an American as, 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 as PA, as, as, you know, Vermont. Like, you know, like, we've been there, and we die for this country. And, right, and we people don't be, realize all the all the Puerto yeah, Rican war heroes. Yeah. And and I think the other thing too, I I can say you guys, I'm sure you'll agree with me on this, but it's just the the, the one thing too that that struck me as you know in Puerto Rico, and then also as as I came you know in New York to got to know and more ingrained in the Puerto Rican culture here and com the Latino community here in New York is it's just the Puerto Rican culture is such a generous, warm-hearted giving type of of culture where it's like right. whatever you need people don't be like well let me think if i can give it to you it's just like and you and a yeah. lot of times you don't even have to ask there's yeah. that generosity that's kind of like built in i think a cornerstone of the culture i don't think a story has gotten out there because of all of the destruction but post irma even though puerto rico suffered um, massive destruction as well prior to maria uh, they were able to bring in almost three thousand residents from saint martin and they and house them in puerto rico um pre-Maria. So just to show and speak of our generosity, we were all, put the, that small island that was already hurting economically speaking, that was also devastated by Irma, even pre before Maria, they were already taking in folks from neighboring islands like St. Martin. And Melissa, in terms of the in, in terms of the go the governor there and, and what they can actually do and what, what we can do here in New York, is there anything people in New York or the United States, you know, the other states can do to put pressure on to help? 
They're yeah. elected, you know, they're elected officials. Yeah, I think that this is about getting, you know, we have people who are in Congress and we need to put pressure on our members, right, and ask our members in Congress to put pressure to, to do things like extending the Jones Act, right, to make sure that Puerto Rico is getting the, the relief that it needs and the attention that it needs and that we continue to pay attention and that we continue to ensure that the people of Puerto Rico are being helped in the same way that we would extend that help to anybody in any of the states here and the mainland. And that story that you, that story that you told, told me, the 90-year-old woman with the walker, Moving, moving cases of water, at oh, the, and no one was telling her otherwise. Yeah, you know there was some, there were some people who were looking at me. Too, so let me just back up a little bit. Real there. quick, because on we'll... Saturday there was a late, little old lady, an abuelita with a walker, and she was taking cases of water one at a time <laughs> oh, from the cars to the container. And some people were looking at me and 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 giving me that look like maybe she's getting in the way. And I was like, you gotta let that rock. Oh yeah, right. You gotta leave that alone. Don't you I dare am, say anything. I am not telling. <laughs> I went she'll over, smack you. I went over and encouraged her. She'll run you over with that. <laughs> <laughs> that's a Bron- that's a Bronx grandmother. Yeah, <laughs> you go ahead, Mama. Go right on. Go right on. She did it for hours, Lisa. That's unbelievable. Hours. That is unbelievable. Well, big shout out to everyone that's uh, that's been involved in all the relief efforts. There's so many people, so many organizations, and uh, just across the board, but especially the hip hop community. This is one of those moments where we we, we got to say we're really proud of hip hop and and also hip hop's uh, you know fanatic love affair with social media helped get the word out so right. fast too. So big shout out to everybody big shout out to my whole hot 97 family for the big turnout in the bronx helping there and of course fat joe and my guest my my fabulous panel right here ruben diaz jr bronx borough president melissa quesada director of latino affairs for governor cuomo and the one and only joel ortiz hip-hop artist and hip-hop humanitarian yeah thank there you. you go thank you all right there you go all right anointed officially right. on street Got soldiers. My hat. thank right. you well, thank you all for being with us for this episode of street soldiers remember use your mind it's your best weapon I hope it's your only weapon. I'm Lisa Evers. Let's push for peace.